Hey everybody, Craig here. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 109. I'm doing a little bit different intro today because it's another listener stories episode. We did one of these a couple episodes ago, uh, but we're doing another one now because we've got a couple of uh, different stories for you today. Uh, Damien and Cody join us on this episode and tell us what it's like making a living in town rather than doing the long haul thing. And Cody is helping to run a new trucking company on the admin side. So he is not driving at all. He's purely the CEO, the admin side of things. So two very interesting and non-traditional, at least for us, stories to share. Uh, so I hope you enjoy them. But before we dive in, I had to come on and do all the uh, the regular housekeeping stuff. So head to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes, all that stuff. Please visit us at motorcarrierhq.com if you're looking for any tools, tips, uh, people to talk with as you start your own journey of ownership. Anyway, hope to see you in all those places. But for now, enjoy the episode. This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. All right, Damien, welcome, and uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us. Where are you calling in from today? I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And you told us before we started that you run fully local, right? So you're in Columbus every day. Yes, sir. I'm in Columbus and surrounding. We run Cleveland, Cincinnati, 150 air miles. Keep it logbook free. All right. There nice. you go. Simple. I keep love it. it. Yeah, keep it easy. I love it. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into your story a little bit, Damien, and tell me a little bit about your history with trucking. When did you get your CDL? How long have you been doing this? Um, and how'd you get to where you are? Um, well, it all started. I was 21. I got my CDL three months after I turned 21 trucking school here in Columbus and went over the road for nine months. And the wife didn't like that at a one-year-old at home and didn't work out. So, uh, come back here after about nine months or so and did about six years at a local trash company hauling trash and mm. transfer trucks and really dirty job. Yeah. And then, well. uh, then got another job working, uh, driving a semi-local and about a year and a half ago, I bought my own truck and, uh, been a downhill battle from there. <laughs> there you go. There I like that. Go. A, a downhill battle. That's, that's good. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, fun. You know how it is. It's fun every day. So, uh, tell me a little bit, Damien, you, you have your own authority right now, right? Um, before yeah. we get to what you've done with that, what made you want to go out and get your own authority? What was the tipping point for you? Well, I actually started listening to your guys' podcast uh, a few years ago, before I even started trucking, or not trucking, before I started on my own. Mm. And uh, kind of just listened to Chris and said, hey, you know, get your everything planned out, your company name, your, your EIN, your authority, everything. And you know, because it takes a few weeks or whatnot. So I did all that and then um, just decided not to use it, paid for it all and kept it on the books. And uh, the only thing I didn't do is get insurance under my own name. But uh, just, I don't know, never so, really uh, needed yeah, it. Yeah. And I, I think that's, uh, it, I mean, it seems like you're doing all right for yourself. And so everybody's journey is going to be a little different. Um, when you, you got all that stuff, you got ready to go, uh, like, okay, I got getting my authority and all this stuff. And then what made you say, ah, oh, you know what, maybe now's not the right time. 
Um, well, I just found the company to lease onto. I was on containers at first and uh, local here, and I didn't want to go over the road, and I didn't want to buy a trailer yet, so I just uh, was kind of hightailing it with the container company, and that had its own uh, set of uh, downfalls and windfalls there, so yeah, it didn't work out too long. So, so what are you doing now? You said you're leased on? Yeah, I'm leased on to a guy that I met a few years back, um, oh, probably three or four years ago. And uh, we got a pretty good relationship. He's a good guy, older guy, but he started his own uh, authority and started hauling recycling and stuff like that. So I just went and uh, he needed help. One last June, he called me up. I was like, hey, you know, I want to add another truck on. Let's bring you on with me. And that's what I've been doing the last year. There you go. So uh, tell me a little bit about, um, you said, you said you've been doing it about the last year or so. Yeah. The recycling. I did containers since uh, February right. 21. When I okay. bought my first. So what, what have been the highlights? What um, a, leasing on with somebody else, what has worked out really well for you? What do you like about it? Uh, it's a lot easier. I just give him a percentage and he finds all him and his wife find all the loads and deal with all the brokers most of the time. And I mean, I get say, and I get pick loads if I want to do them or not. Obviously I still own the truck, but it's just kind of a lot easier for them to handle all the paperwork. And I just keep, keep my own stuff. Right. Right. So what, um, uh, you, you haven't run on your own authority yet, but as you imagine, as, as you've listened to Chris do it, uh, and sorry, Chris, I feel like I'm monopolizing right now, but uh, I, this, this is fascinating to me and I've got a lot of questions. As you've listened to Chris, as you've talked to other people who have done it, um, do you feel like there are any downsides to what you're doing now that you feel like you might not have if you're running on your own authority? Is there anything you struggle with leasing on? Um, yeah, because you kind of still have a boss, you know, it's kind of one of them things where I might own the truck, but they also write the checks every week and they also can give me crap work, give me good work. We can have a good relationship. We're going to have a bad relationship. It's still kind of, you got a boss, but you got more say in the deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you give up a percentage and they do paperwork for you. They get you loads and deal with some, you take some, you give some, you know how it goes. Right. Well, Chris, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, the idea of uh, leasing on so that you don't have quite as much administrative responsibility. Uh, so that gets taken off your plate. But on the other hand, that gets taken off your plate, you know, kind of sweet. I Yeah, I think in mo like most things in life, there's pros and cons of both. And, and I know leasing on has been a, a it's a great method for a lot of people um, to kind of make that transition. And and, and maybe Damien wants to have his own or, you know, kind of operate under his own authority at some point. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, if you've got a good thing and it's working well and it's, it's kind of meeting what you want in life, there's, well, you know, you might ask yourself, why make the change? I mean, it, it, it's going well. And I think a lot of it just has to do with when you lease on to somebody is finding a, a good person where it's a good win-win, it's a good fit. You kind of have the similar visions and values like we've talked about with partnerships, because that's really what leasing onto somebody is. It's a partnership. And, and if you've got a good partnership, that's good for both parties. I, th there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And it can be a great way to go. And, and even if someday somebody wants to jump off on their own authority, it, you, there's a lot you can learn leasing onto somebody else and running under somebody else's authority for, for a while. And, and then it, making that transition to full independence at some point is, is easier. So I, I think it's, it can be a really good stepping stone and under the right circumstances is, is a good thing to do.
Yeah, and the guy that I work with here, he's a he's a pretty good dude, and he helped me out a lot and learned a lot from him. Definitely, he's been running. I think this is the second or third company started back in the early '90s. He had up to 100 trailers, 30, 40 trucks back then, wow. and it was uh, you know partner with his sister, and they they shut that down when she had some health issues, and he just went on his own, did his own thing for a few years, and then started back out buying trucks. But he's older, so eventually. I'm probably going to have the opportunity to either buy into this or just take it over type of deal once, you know, another 10 years when he retires. Yeah. So uh, keep working the relationship and hopefully, you know, this contract's not going anywhere. So, I mean, everybody has recycling. <laughs> there and you go. <laughs> Columbus That's just awesome. keeps and, you know, we've, we talked uh, somewhat recently, Chris, about mentorship and, you know, finding somebody who you can go to with questions and, you know, advice and all that stuff. So, uh, so hopefully this guy can be that at, in some capacity for you. Right, Damien? Yeah, and he definitely is. He's helped me out a lot. He's, I mean, even just using his his parts accounts or whatever, just so I don't have to give another person my credit card number at another store, another shop, and makes it easier bookkeeping. And, you know, I've learned a lot from them, and I, there's still plenty to learn every day. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, so I, I want to ask you a couple questions about uh, the podcast because we are, you know, Chris and I are very selfish and vain, and we love to talk about ourselves. Uh, it's just, you know, it's part of the package deal, okay? Uh, but I am curious about uh, when did you start listening to the show, and it, do you have any favorite episodes or favorite moments uh, from from the show since you've listened? I I believe I caught the show a couple episodes in. And uh, I can't remember exactly, but I've listened to every single, every show multiple times. I still go back to the beginning. I love the informative shows, the the detailed shows, starting your authority, getting your EIN, you know, the, the 2290. And the, when you had the guy on talking about the leasing trucks versus buying trucks, I mean, everything detailed about it. And, you know, the financials is nice, but that's different for everybody. I mean, I don't have big truck payments like hauling assets. So my, right. my finances look a little different than everybody else's. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, in a different, different spot in your, in your career. So yeah, I, I can I see that track mileage. I mean, I, I, I usually just track by week and if I'm making money, I'm making money. So I don't, <laughs> I don't even keep mileage. My mileage varies. I can do 200 miles and make 1500 bucks a day, or I can do 600 miles and only make 900 bucks that day. So yeah. But, my mileage evens out, but I don't track it at all. Right on. There's all yeah, that's a good point. Like there's always there's a a million ways to skin a cat, like the the saying goes. You, just because I do it one way doesn't necessarily mean it's it's the only way. And you know, Damien's a good example of that. You know, he's running local, um, he's leased onto somebody else. So so he's doing things different with me. But I, I would say like the differences are probably like 20% differences, but 80% of it's probably pretty close to the same. And, and so there's, you know, there's a lot you can learn, even if you're not necessarily doing it exactly how I am. And, um, a, a lot of it, I think depends too, kind of on your geographical area, you know, how we operate in, in based out of Utah is going to be different than, you know, somebody who's based on, um, you know, Columbus. Columbus. And, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's different. a ton of trucking around here. I mean, you're Columbus is a major hub. I mean, that's why a lot of air freight goes through here, forward air, UPS freight, all them they have major hubs through here, all these local carriers and you can get anywhere in eight hours. You're in like six or seven different major cities. And I, I would bet, you know, Columbus, just thinking about the area, you know, Utah, we do 
like for, in, in my opinion, reefers kind of the way to go in Utah, but I would bet back there, you're probably either flatbed or dry van is going to be a lot better than reefer is. There's, there's some reefer, but, um, a lot of it, yeah, they get up in Wisconsin or go over to Illinois and pick up. So yeah, from what I understand, I never hauled reefer, not been my cup of tea. Yeah. I, I would think in your area, it's probably, that's probably not the best way to go. Yeah. Nah, we do pretty good with dry vans here. So we stick to that. Cool. Well, last question for me, Damien, is uh, what do you want more of from us? What do you want? What topics do you want? What types of episodes do you want more of on the show? Um, I'm not sure because I I like the detailed stuff. I like the um, the the actual trucking part of it, the starting the business, the numbers, the you know getting in there. You know, when Chris was on the road, it was a pretty good episode. You know, for those first what. 30 40 50 episodes it was he was on the road and those are pretty good seeing where he's going because i've been to a lot of the places before but not for 10 years or so so it's kind of nice uh, hearing it from somebody else's point of view yeah so what i'm hearing then chris is that the next <laughs> phase of holland assets is craig running on his own authority with no experience <laughs> with you know i'll go get my cdl i'll you know ground up yeah that's uh all right i think we've got our next 100 episodes planned yeah. out craig's only going to do that if he, if he can put his face on the side of the trailer that's like he true. wants it on both sides of the trailer on the back yeah. That's yeah. I, I'm look, I'm so attractive, Chris, that my camera can't even focus on me. It's really blurry <laughs> right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just feel, you know, it's good advertising. Uh, all right. Well, Damien, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and we appreciate your story. I love this one because um, you you are in a different place in your career than a couple of the other people we've talked to. Uh, so I love hearing that different perspective and really appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. And like I said, you know, Hasn't all been fun. It's been uh, the first six months of it, man. I had two trucks blow up and, mm -hmm. you know, drain my bank accounts and uh, just kept on going. And thank God I got a wife that's uh, supportive of me. So we're finally making it work. Good. Yeah. yeah it's, that, you know, speaking of that, I mean, that's one of the things that we've tried to kind of be transparent on the, on the podcast is show. It's not all, it's not all roses. I mean, there's a lot of challenges and, and hard things that, that come along with that being said, you know, thinking back, a year or two in your past when you, when you kind of made the leap into ownership, would you, would you change it? Would you do it different? No, I wouldn't do it different. I, I, I had a truck blow up after two months and thank God I had a good dealer to work with and they let me get into another one and it's had some problems and I bought a second truck and it blew up on me. So I got rid of that one too. And, and it's been uh, trying to grow, but it just keeps holding me back. So I think I'm just going to stick here for a minute. Yeah. Sometimes that's the right answer is just to kind of level off, get your feet underneath you a little bit better. And, and then the, the opportunities for growth will come. Yeah. You don't want to go too fast or it, it just becomes stressful. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing that. I've tried to try to add a truck here and there and it's uh, something always happens. Either finances fall through or just uh, truck falls through. It turns out to be a hunk of junk or like I said, it blows up and I get rid of it anyway. So yeah, can't really, uh, can't win them all, I guess. No. There you go. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much, Damien. And I uh, hope you have a good time out on the road. Thanks, Damien. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Good to talk to you. All right, Cody. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you here. Cody, where are you calling in from? 
I'm calling in from Lemoore, California. Lemoore, okay, all right. And uh, let's see. So we've got a few questions for you, um, but I want to start with the simple one, which is tell us a little bit about your history in trucking. You know, when did you get your CDL? How long you been driving? And if you're running on your own authority now, when did you start doing that? Oh, well, it's kind of, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I grew up uh, driving wheat trucks and stuff and, and actually was hauling stuff on a farm permit 16 years ago, joined the military. Um, and I just recently started my own authority in January of this year, January 11th. And um, I didn't have my CDL till May 4th of this year. Wow. So I actually started an authority, had a driver. Um, so I've actually never even been in the truck that we own. Oh, really? Oh, wow. This is... Yeah. So it's... A, we're, we're getting a, a few, you know, different styles and experiences here, Chris. It's a little more unique, but it, I, you'd be surprised how... I mean, it's more common than you would think to have somebody on a, on a similar type path as as what Cody's describing here. I mean, it's it's very doable. There's some challenges with it, but... Um, it definitely can be done. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear a little bit about Cody's experience. Yeah. So yeah, go on. So you, you've, you've got your CDL, but you're not driving. Uh, so what is your role in the organization? What do you do? Um, well, I guess short, it, the short of it is, uh, I had a friend who stopped being a, an owner operator, family issues forced him into kind of a, a weird situation is a good family friend. We got involved in a business together. We were able to find a fam another family friend that was selling a trucking business. And um, it just kind of worked out that we did that. Uh, me getting a CDL was just a matter of circumstance at the time. State of California was pretty open to uh, new drivers with CDLs and, and didn't require a lot of entry-level driver training for them. So I was able to get it relatively cheap uh, while being stationed here. Um, and right now, I'm basically just the administration guy. I set up the uh, authority. I worked with the compliance company, um, sought out insurance. It was kind of nice because the company that we bought um, came with a lot of benefits of people that already knew the truck. Mm -hmm. They already knew the previous owner. They already knew the routes, the broker. It all kind of came in a, in a package deal. And so it's been a huge learning curve for me not being in commercial trucking and uh and then my driver you know being always a company driver he's like well i don't know what that means <laughs> so we you know just kind of having to know who to call and what to talk to and and who to ask the right questions to and the podcast has just been an absolute blessing for filling in the blanks mm. well that's that's good to hear do you feel like um like you are playing to your strengths right now kind of doing that administrative stuff versus being out on the road uh, yes and no. I, I have an administrative role currently in the military. I work, uh, I'm an air traffic control, so mm -hmm. I'm very much a A before B and then C and kind of guy, very mm -hmm. thought out, methodical plan. And trucking is kind of conducive to that, but the day-to-day -day operations I struggle with because it's just crazy. Well, it's a crazy industry. And um, You said you've been doing yeah, it since I, January, right? January 11th. Yeah, and, we're, started. and now it's, we're just getting into July and, you know, my, my wife just started a new job and, you know, she had her first day a few weeks ago and, oh, she's so nervous. And she, she comes out of her first day on the job and she just had this look of relief on her face. And I said, what happened? What, what, what's going on? And she says, well, I had a, an interview with my boss, you know, that first day. 
and my boss was like, hey, we don't expect you to really know this stuff for a year. It's going to take a year. You know, we want you to contribute and all that, but it's going to take a year for you to learn the company, to learn the industry, to learn all this stuff that you're going to need to be fully functional, um, you know, to really start kind of kicking butt at it. And so you've, if you've been doing this for six or seven months now, uh, that makes perfect sense that, yeah, there, there are gaps to be filled. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it'll all come along. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that way. So, so what, from where you're sitting, as more of an admin guy, what has been the biggest challenge for you um, owning this trucking company? You're not out on the road, but there are certainly challenges from where you're sitting. What are those? Oh, um, I mean, just opening this being my first business that I've ever started. You know, I, I, I think I'm a lot more cautious. Like I hold back there for the first quarter. We were holding back way too much in taxes because we just weren't making money. And uh, between that and talking to the right people and... Um, I think as far as brokering loads and getting those and talking with brokers and figuring out, you know, I mean, the first time we figured out detention was the first time that we were held up somewhere and, and, uh, you know, dealing with brokers, how they handle problems. And well, that load got, you know, denied here. And now it's got to go all the way back across the other side of the state or different state laws and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know if that really answers the question, (laughs) but I think it's, it's all overwhelming and it's, it, once you learn to take it one day at a time, it, it it's more digestible. You know, the whole how to eat an elephant. Right, there you go. Yeah, no, Chris and I are fond of talking through, you know, throughout 100 episodes of this show about, uh, you know, it's, look, it's not all sunshine and roses. Yes, you are an owner. Yes, you're out on your own. But it's going to be tough. There are difficult days. There are going to be challenges and struggles and all that. However, it's also not all, what's the opposite, storm clouds and... Oh, yeah. You know, so what what have been the the joys of owning the company? What has uh, kind of been rewarding uh, in this journey so far? Well, I think uh, once once I started uh, the, getting the bookkeeping kind of figured out, you know, and, and learning where things went, um, actually seeing the first few months where it was like, oh, wow, this profit loss statement is, is more profit statement than loss statement. And that's that was pretty awesome. I remember sending my driver this screenshot being like, you did this, this is your job, this is your work. And, you know, we just sat there for 10 minutes patting each other on the back and, and then, you know, storm rolled in and, and took out our, all of our joy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, it, it's definitely like even following the podcast, you know, from the early episodes, uh, I went all the way back to the early ones and, and we're kind of in lockstep, uh, with you and Chris, you, you know, we, something terrible happens this the other day we had a horrible hailstorm mm. and it just dinged up the truck really bad and it's like well at least it wasn't a deer i guess you know? so, <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it, it's funny you know because i was like well heck yep i already did that and i read the, i listen to the next episode yeah i already did that and then all of a sudden i roll up on a uh, drug and alcohol program i'm like wait what did did i miss something here and mm. And that's where, like I said, the podcast has really been a blessing. Well, good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, um, have you been listening, or how long have you been listening, and do you have any highlights, favorite episodes, things like that, from listening yeah, to the show? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I think I've been listening since probably April, since we've, we've delivered, you know, first few loads, because we had a real hard time getting started. Our truck was actually in Alaska during the whole Canada closure business, yeah. so that was exciting. Um, favorite episodes, I think getting in that owner mindset was episode 10. Uh, I came into this with an owner mindset, which was a blessing, but at the same time, my driver is a company driver his whole life, and so, you know, he's calling me saying, well, I'm broke down. I'm like, well, that sucks, man. <laughs> like, you, you need to call somebody. You know, I can't do anything. I'm a thousand miles away from him. Um, so getting him into that owner mindset or, like I said, the drug and alcohol program episode, uh, I was like, well, I don't know if this applies to me. But then Mercedes comes on there and she's like, yeah, you need to, especially if you've got your own drivers. They need to be registered in that program. So I called my compliance company and they're like, yeah, you need to do that. I'm like, well, when were you guys going to say that, you know? And, uh, but you know, that's part of being a, being a big kid and having your own company. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, safety audit, preparing for the safety audit. I was terrified getting ready for that safety audit. You know, I go to motor carrier HQ, I print off every free resource I can. And then they call me up and they're like, Oh yeah, it's no big deal. We'll just, and they moved it to this date and that was the end of it. Yeah. But I was, I was really worried about a lot, but at least I was prepared for it. So I think those are my highlights. There you go. Well, uh, what would you, uh, again, from your uh, unique perspective among the people that we've talked to so far, what would you like to hear more of? What do you want us to dive into a little deeper on the show? Well, I'm going to have to say that I'm, I'm kind of with Chris. I love spreadsheets. I'm kind of a numbers geek. All right, I'm out of here. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do like seeing that. I like, I mean, the numbers are, are relatively similar. You know, when Chris talks about the freight rates and, and you know, freights going down or disappearing, all of a sudden, you know, we don't have a load that week. Um, that's pretty interesting to see real-time stuff. Um, I don't know. There might be a few other things in the area. Like I said, being new enough to this business, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that I haven't been exposed to or covered yet uh there's some nuances that, that i found out i know we do a lot of business through oregon and permitting mm. permitting is kind of one of those things that really sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're like wait i'm i'm already you know i'm paying apportioned fees on my truck in other states why am i paying you more money and um stuff like that because we're stuff. oregon and we're special okay that's exactly why <laughs> Chris, I, I hope you're writing some of this down. We got this is uh, this is good stuff that we can do yeah. later. I, uh, I've got a, yeah, I've got what a do you want to fire off for you, Cody? Um, yeah. you know, tell me what what's kind of been your biggest challenge? Where because I get people asking this all the time, or I've never had a CDL. Can I start my own trucking company? Um, what's been your biggest challenge not having had a CDL and kind of, or you, you have had that experience, you know, in the, in the farm truck world, but it's different. Um, what have you done to kind of overcome that where you haven't really done over the road type stuff or, um, you know, your, your traditional trucking stuff, how have you overcome not having had a CDL, um, and, and made it work? Um, I think just being honest with people and seeking out information because most truckers that I've dealt with, you know, they're, some of them are, are very straight laced in their ways and, you know, very, oh, opinionated. I, that's the word I'll use. I'll use opinionated. You know, everybody's an expert in the field of trucking apparently, but just I being open to, yeah, just being open to what they have to say and, and asking the question like, well, why do you do that? 
oh, well, I never really gave it much thought. We do it because of this or something like that. I'm With my CDL, like I said, being full-time employed in the military, I've sought out jobs. Luckily, I'm in a very agricultural area here in the Central California Valley that I've been able to find other trucking companies to just kind of ride along with and um, some of them part-time work for and stuff like that. And they've been willing to teach me, um, you know, some of these organizations because they realize that, you know, good drivers are hard to find and, and being a new driver with a new CDL is, there's not a lot of companies that are willing to take that on, especially on a part-time basis, but just being open with people saying, Hey, I don't know what I don't know. Can you help teach me? And they were very open to that. I've found that in the industry. There's a lot of people like that, you know, whether you're a member of an association or however it is that you come in contact with, with other trucking company owners and small business owners, most people are pretty willing to help you out, which I think is one thing that's really cool in the trucking industry. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. No, everybody loves to be helpful. I shouldn't say everybody. I mean, they're, you're going to find jerks in any industry, but uh, for the most part, yeah, it's if you have that humility to not pretend like you already know everything and just say, hey, yeah. I'm pretty new. I would love to pick your brain. I'd love to get your advice on this. Uh, people, for the most part, are more than happy to do that. Everybody loves to, to feel like they're contributing, like they're helping somebody else out. So that's great. Uh, well, very good. Uh, Chris, do you have any other questions you want to fire off as we wrap this up? One, one last question. You know, put yourself back in, in seven months ago. Um, Cody, would you do this all over again or would you say, no, this, this hasn't been worth it? No, I think I would do it again. I would do it a little bit differently. Uh, I did, we started this trunking company just based on, I funded the whole thing, cash flowed the whole thing. And we were very fortunate to be able to do that with kind of the family loan with the truck and we got a trailer and we got all the contacts that's not available to everybody. But I think if you were going to go into it and get funding, um, which, which we eventually did have to do, um, to make it down the road. But once we figured that out, yes, I think we would do it again. I think, um, this is what I'm going to do for my retirement when I retire in four years. And, um, this is just a way to get it started and kind of, you know, going before I get to it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely worth it. It's very rewarding. I think. Good. Well, very good. Well, Cody, thank you for taking a few minutes and sharing your story. Like I said, it's, uh, a little different than the other ones that we've had, which I love. I love getting a diversity of perspectives and stories uh, on this show. So really appreciate you taking the time and uh, hope that if you're out on the road that you have a good time with it. And if you're not, if you're doing the admin stuff, I hope that, uh, well, I hope the spreadsheets go okay. Uh, they, they just seem awfully hairy to me. All right, but, right. <laughs> but thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it.